right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Joey Pauzola. And today we've got a couple of mailbag questions for you guys, and we're also introducing a new segment to the show. We'll talk more about that later. Um, Really exciting stuff for you guys. I'm really excited. I know Josh is really excited. It's going to be really cool. We're going to try and do it every week on Friday uh, just to give you guys a little little extra <clears throat> right into that weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's sort of a sort of a so it'll be a competition. That that's how we'll preface it. It'll be a competition yeah. and the winner will move on to next week every every week once a week. So and we'll Josh, yeah, Josh we'll and Tommy are going to battle it out. Josh and Tommy will battle it out to uh, see who get, takes me on every week because I'm just going to run away with this. I'm going to go on like a 10 week streak to start the it off. The smack talk is already starting. They I don't love even, it. They don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh, they don't. They don't. We yeah, so essentially, so essentially, Joey and I are going to go today and it's going to be uh, like we're going to pull stats, all of this stuff, just random stats. Whoever gets closest is going to get the point for it or whatever. And then whoever wins that week adds one to their streak, moves on to the next week. We're going to keep track all season long. Whoever has the longest streak, make bets, chirp each other, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. You're going to yeah. love it. Essentially essentially a, a weekly game show. Um, doesn't always have to be st- – it could be anything. But this week it's going to be some 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 good old stats to start it off. But, yeah, I'm excited. Well, so without further ado, let's hop into some of these mailbag questions. Um, the first one comes from at Dylan Stork. Um, he asks the Locked on Blues podcast, what's the Cairo situation moving forward? Assuming he continues to play well on that top line and the rest of the team stays healthy, what do you think happens when Blay is ready down the road? Is there any waiver issues if he goes back to San Antonio? Um, personally, <laughs> I don't. That's a good question. That's a really good question I, because I, I think, you wanna you wanna have that NHL experience. Yeah. So you would think like a guy like Blay or someone. Honestly, anybody that comes back from an injury could potentially knock him out of that spot. But at the same time, if he's there for that long and continuing to get better, continuing to have that chemistry with Schwartz and Shen, it, it's going to be tough to break that up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's at the point where he's he's earned his spot for now, and and if he continues to play as he's been playing, I don't see any reason to send him down, no matter who gets healthy. I just think you know you find you find a way to work around it. You know, just because of oh waivers, you know, that's not an excuse to to send down a play a young player who's you know maybe having his breakout. So it, at this point, he's earned his his stay temporarily. I wouldn't say he's earned it for the rest of the year, but until he shows, you know signs of okay yeah this is useful NHL experience but he's not he's not ready yet at this point he looks ready and uh, until he shows signs of his age maybe and shows that he needs to play back in the a in in the AHL I don't see any reason to send him down and I would be very surprised if his play keeps up to see him anywhere other than the big the big leagues I I do think Kyrie will be here uh like I said for the foreseeable future past episodes I think uh I think his he brings a different element to the table. Like we talked about his speed, his game breaking ability. Those are different things that will keep him in that lineup, especially whenever guys like Sammy blade and, and possibly Vladimir Terry saying will come back to that lineup. I think we can, uh, we can sit down, send like a guy like De La Rose to the press box. Then you move Sunquist back down to that fourth line with Barbashev and Steen, but you can keep Kyrie up in that top nine, top six range. So to get him in that role to keep producing and, and putting points on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, 
I think people are definitely uh, sleeping on Kairu's performance this year. As far as um, you know, he might not be putting up those numbers, but he's he looks he looks legit out there. He looks ready. He's causing problems nine in and yeah. nine out. Yeah. And another thing to think about is uh, you already know like he's itching to play with Robert Thomas like on the same line. So you got to think about that too. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, they've already to, got that established chemistry because they're like best friends. To touch on that. Well, did did that question include Sammy Blay getting sent down or, or something about no, waivers? Sam, was that Sam, part? Sammy Blay getting uh, healthy and the fact that Jordan Kyrie is waiver eligible. But I don't think his waiver eligibility uh, is more important than the fact that he's just playing really well, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe Jordan Kyrie is still on his rookie contract, so right. he, he's yeah. free to go. He's not, he's waiver exempt. Yeah. But uh, I thought – my bad. I thought that had to do with Sammy Blay. He, he is on a one-way contract. Yeah. So just say, for example, it's not going to happen, but say, for example, they send Sammy Blay down, he would have to go on waivers for right, all 32 right, right. teams. and then, Yeah, we don't know the deal with that. 31 teams, Seattle ain't in there yet, but – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that yeah, shouldn't be a problem. People are definitely sleeping on Cairo. Speaking of uh, sleep, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. You can get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked on NHL at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from locked on sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. You boys like that one? You didn't see that one coming, I did you? That was that I segment loved it. Was beautiful. Didn't, didn't see that, was that coming. Nice. Left you speechless, I was too, didn't I? I? I was too busy uh, ironing my breaking tea on my iron board. Oh, oh. So, I, I did like that. I did like that. Oh. I was, honestly, I was on the lookout for Casper the Friendly Ghost reference, but you got me with the sleeping one. I like it. Yeah, so. yeah. You, you weren't ready for it. You weren't ready. <laughs> All right. So moving on, um, Catherine at KL underscore Gearling95. Uh, asks, what are your guys' thoughts about the upcoming 2020 NHL All-Star game that's taking place here in St. Louis? And also, do you think the Blues have a good chance of going back-to-back and becoming two-time Stanley Cup champions? Um, As far as the All-Star game goes, I mean, obviously, it's fantastic for the city. There's not much more you can say about it. Like, uh, Especially with how Union Station has turned into such a bustling little hub over there. Um, Having... The fan fest over there is just going to bring all of those people um, from out of state, out of city, and have them spend all their money in that cool little area. It's awesome to see. It's great for the city. It's great for the fans. And it's great for the reputation of St. Louis as really one of the top cities in the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. Um Heartland hockey, baby. Right, yeah. I think I think it's huge for for riding off the momentum of the Cup win. I think St. Louis definitely emerged as a, as a legit hockey city last year. We saw the fan reaction, we saw the parade, and what what a coincidence! Oh, we got the All Star game now. We'll finally get you know those those extra All Stars that that the host team gets. You know, we, whereas St. Louis always I feel like is the secondary thought. They always get one guy in a year, maybe two. This year we're gonna have like three or four, and it's I'm. I'm excited i'm excited to to see the city's reaction the fans reaction to their players um i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a fun one and i think it's going to really establish st louis as, as a legit hockey city in the nhl and hopefully help them emerge as a bigger market team yeah you guys touched on it perfectly there um i'm not sure whether you're a baseball fan or not but back whenever the mlb all-star game was here in st louis uh i, I highly just going to those fan fests they put on a good show no matter what the sport is Highly suggest you go down there, check it out. Uh, if you're going to the All Star game, it's going to be a good deal. 
But uh, to dig a little deeper into that from a hockey standpoint, what are you guys thinking about All-Stars, just uh, specifically starting from the Blues? Ooh. Uh, personally, for me, I would say David Perron has to be has to be up there. I mean, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the lock. Yeah, let's, that's, let's that's, a that's, the lock. that's yeah. unanimous. That's unanimous. Um, other than that, I would say... I would say Ryan O'Reilly's got a good chance. I mean, he's got six goals on the year. It's not very impressive, but that 26 assists bumps him up to 33 po- or okay. 32 points. Okay. That's rock solid. And then I think establishing himself as the powerhouse that he was last year with all those trophies he's got. Um, Selkie, Con Smythe, the whole nine yards. His name sticks out on a piece of paper, and that's why people are going to vote for him too. Yeah, um, I could see that. I, I definitely think I, – I think – Petrangelo is absolutely going to make it. I, I I don't see a situation where he doesn't. He's the captain. He he was the first first man to raise the Stanley Cup uh, for the for the franchise, uh, and he's having a tremendous year. You know that's not to mention that he's if John Carlson wasn't putting up ridiculous point numbers, I think Petrangelo's name would be talked about a lot more. But he's 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 the anchor of this team. This team lives and breathes with him. He's on the ice. You know. 30 minutes a night um, putting up and he's putting up points this year too he's he's I think a solid candidate and then another guy I, I would love to see I think would be really fun is Jordan Bennington uh, he's he's a fan favorite he's got to be so I think the reception would be awesome and I I know he is outside of St. Louis he's a not much of a fan favorite so I would love to love to see that as well see if he can you know do do a little bit what Marshan did last year kind of take advantage of his role and and acknowledge that you know some a lot of fans love him but a lot of fans hate him and he's good at that so it could be fun yeah i agree i think you guys both touched on a uh, good uh players there i think i do lean more toward the Perron, petrangelo and bennington right now but hey we still got a lot of hockey left um i got like Braden shank gotten on a seven game goal streak and just start tearing it up i mean we're talking what early mid-february until all-star break so uh we got plenty of hockey left but i think as of right now if it was today i would go petrangelo bennington and uh Perron. but uh what about Petrangelo possibly having like a 15 goal mark at the Ooh. All-Star break? That's Ooh. unheard of. Who saw that coming, right? That man's yeah, going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, trying yeah. To get, he's trying to get them dollars. He deserves it. He deserves it. I hope the Blues give him every penny he deserves. He does. And I I agree with you, Josh. I think it would be really cool to see uh, Jordan, Pen- Jordan Bennington make the All-Star game. Just for also for the fact that I feel like he's got that persona. He's like an entertainer. So oh yeah, absolutely. If there's like a breakaway or something, he tries like a stack the pads or like desperation stays or like oh yeah, he'd, uh, he'd be a fun kind of stuff like that. It would be it would be fun to watch for it would sure. Be fun. I, I would love to see him just on the red carpet alone. I mean, I want to see what that guy brings uh, out the brings style. to the table there. I mean, the 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 kid wore wore sunglasses to the NHL awards. Who knows what he'd pull out? Pull out. Yeah, little, just look uh, at the just look at the guy's an absolute man rocket. Like uh, little, any, little anybody would side fat. He, he just bought his first uh, G-Wagon this week, actually, Ooh. too, on black. A little, little inside information on that one. Can't uh, reveal the sources, though. <laughs> Damn. A G-Wagon. That makes sense, dude's a G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there was a second part to that question, no? Yeah, back, uh, back to back. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we're going back to back. Honestly, let's touch on that yes. really quick. Let's touch absolutely. on that really quick. What, 100%. What I, you heard absolutely. it here first on the Locked On Blues podcast. Thomas Welch is... Promising a back-to-back Stanley Cup championship 
for the St. Louis Blues. If 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 the Blues do not go back to back, I never said anything. Joey Joey <laughs> Palazzola will donate his entire net worth to uh, the Chicago Blackhawks to better their practice facilities. You heard it here first. <laughs> You heard it. Uh, so it is written and so it shall be done. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The only thing guaranteed here is that Jordan Kyrie is going to score the game winning goal, game four of the Western Conference final. Anything or, else is or, uh, or, or to you be determined. Donate your entire net worth to me. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see all about right. that. But uh, in all honesty, they're, they're set up perfect. Let's, let's be honest. They're the best team in the West right now uh, without their best offensive player. And if you would have told me that before the season started, I would have took that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. I, I do think there's a potential for a trade to still be in the works here coming up, coming toward the we'll trade see. deadline and when they get a clear, clear visual of what, what's to come. But I definitely think they're set up for going back to back. I do yeah. too. I mean, even just even just taking into consideration that okay, last year they had half a season with Craig Berube, and they turned around the entire ship, blew everybody's minds. And went all the way to the cup. Jordan Bennington, like, then the rest is history. Now they have a whole, whole year under Craig Berube to, like, kind of get more involved with his system and how everything works. And obviously every single player that's coming, even guys like Justin Falk and uh, De La Rose, like we were talking about yesterday, uh, buy into the system. And maybe it takes a little bit while for them to kind of get adjusted to it. But once they do, like, it's game over. And I think we're seeing that right now. And I think uh, – We'll kind of touch on this with a with a different question, but you kind of see the wheels spinning at the same time. Like last year, we started turning it around, uh, like in December, right? So now right. we're kind of getting that traction um, with statement games against Colorado and beating up. Even even last season, I feel like we were playing bad teams and like losing to them or like letting them hang in too long and like. We just watched them yeah. just dismantle the LA Kings. So, I mean, all good signs. All good yeah, signs. Yeah, yeah. And um, to kind of to kind of transition, like you said, uh, Chris Chris Welch um, asked on Instagram, "What do you think the most important difference in how the Blues are playing compared to this time last year?" And I think it's a lot. A lot of what you said is they're just they have that winning mentality. They have that ability to just flick a switch and just become you know t- the true their, the team of their true potential just at the top of the west and last year they were still figuring out chemistry and all that stuff they weren't playing as a unit all the time now this is a team that's been to been to hell and back they've the you know it's a lot of a lot of the same guys from last year they know how we, they know how each other play they play well with each other and they clearly have the ability to just you know just look at each other and be like all right we need to turn it up we need to turn it on and then you know all five men on the ice are you know, all 20 guys on the bench just bring their game to another level and just, the, you know, the team will strike for three goals in a minute or whatever and a lead, uh, deficit turns into a lead or a tie game turns into a huge lead and they'll, they can close out a lot of games that way. We saw it. It took them five minutes against LA. They decided they scored four goals and then, you know, kind of took the pressure off for the rest of the game but rode it to victory and they can do that on against weaker opponents and then conserve their energy for the rest of the night. It's great. And, and that's another thing that makes me think they can go to back is or go back to back is that this team absolutely knows exactly what they're capable of. Like any game, it doesn't even matter how many goals they're down. It doesn't matter what kind of series, like how many games they're down. Like they know whatever situation that they're in, that they're capable of coming back from it because of last season. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of like what you were talking about. I think that's 
absolutely lethal. And that's like what we were talking about yesterday. Same thing. Like a team like Winnipeg doesn't have that mindset. And that's, that's toxic. And it becomes venomous within the teammates when one person gets that mindset, like, Oh, we're not going to be able to come back. Like it kind of catches on to everybody. And then you've got a team that's playing not even like one period and then just throwing in the towel. And we've seen multiple blues teams like that before. So I think another thing that definitely looks different this year is the uh, the power play right now. Uh, yep. We're pushing 20, 24% on the year. Yep. Usually, if uh, if you're just a generic hockey fan, usually if you're 20%, which is above average, if, you, if you're pushing 25%, you're elite. That's an elite power play. And right now, the Blues got about 24% on the year. That is absolutely extraordinary at this Shout point. out to Mark Savard. Uh, shout Mark, out to Savard. Mark Savard. Shout out to Mark Savard, Alex Petrangelo, David Perron, the list goes on. But everyone is dialed in. Their, their power play is working as a unit. And whenever you're arguably the best team five on five in the NHL, that doesn't seem to hurt, obviously. Yep. yep. All right, boys. It's time for the gauntlet. Ten questions, some easy, some impossible. Whoever gets more right moves on, stays to next week. The loser has to come up with their own questions to ask to try to get back on. But are you ready? Because I don't think you're ready. I'm born ready. I'm ready. I have no idea what's coming, but I'm ready. All right. Ten questions. First question. We're starting off with firsts, and I will ask you. You have ten seconds. Who scored the first goal of the Blues playoff run last year? You have ten seconds. You now have... I'll say Braden Shen. You have... Okay, Braden Shen. Is that your final answer? Okay. Joey? Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. All right. First question of the inaugural gauntlet. Nobody gets a point. The correct answer was, was, it David, was David Perron. Oh, I don't remember it. Okay. David okay. Perron tied the game in the third period. All right. One question uh, in. No points. My hands are sweating already. Let's do it. Speaking <laughs> of David Perron, how many hits does he have this year? Whoever's closer gets, gets the point. You got five Boy, seconds. I, I'm going to say cliche seconds. answer, 57. 57. Tommy? Uh, let's go with 25. 25 versus 57. One of you was 15 away. One of you was 17 away. And with 25, Tommy is right. He has 40. Oh, man. We are all over it. Okay. Jeez. He has 40. All right. Tommy's up. One nothing. Let's go. All right. All right. Question two. What is Justin Falk's shooting percentage? Or question three, yeah. What is Justin Falk's shooting percentage? 1.8. 1.8? Tommy, what's your guess? Uh, I'll say three. Three. And the difference is 0.5 versus 0.7. He has a shooting percentage percentage of 2.3. Joey... You take the Damn point. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> one goal, right? One goal? Or no, yeah. he got two now. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I thought he had one. Man, I messed up. Okay. All right. All right. We So we are tied at one point apiece. As we move on to question four, what is – let's see. Let's see. What is Jordan Cairo's face-off percentage? <laughs> man. What is <laughs> that? 47 percent 47 no all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call i'm gonna call uh, a veto on that one and i'm gonna have to say joey you have to give a real answer that is not one percentage higher than tommy's that's against the law 
Well, here's the thing. He's, he's a winger, so he's not taking many draws. So, I mean, all right, 50, 51%. 51%? I don't think I'm going to give either of you a point because the correct answer is 100. Holy oh, shit. man. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that sample size is going to be way too small. Uh, yeah, so I make the rules and neither of you get a point. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's one-to-one after after four questions. You like that Price is Right strategy, though? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's no, I, I don't approve. That that defeats the purpose of the game. I agree. I like it. <laughs> let's keep the let's keep the dignity real here. That defeats the purpose of the game. Okay. Who on the entire team averages the least time on ice per game? And in the entire percent, team. The entire team. Mackenzie McEachern. Okay. Mackenzie McEachern is Joey's guess. Keep is that mind. out of the entire roster that's played all year? Or is that current roster. 12 forward? Yeah, and keep in mind, as a potential tiebreaker, if there is one, for example, for this one, it would be, well, what, what is that time on ice per game? <laughs> okay, so, I'm going McEachern. Okay, Tommy, what do you think? Uh, maybe, like, i say De La Rose. De La Rose. All right, Jacob De La Rose's average time on ice per game. He gets that PK time, though. Is 11.15. Oh, I might get it, man. And last on the team with nine minutes is Mackenzie McEachern. Let's go. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Two to one. The difference was what? The PK time, right? The difference is the PK time. (laughs) All right. What is that? Is that that four questions, five questions? That's four. Four? All right. Question five. This is when it stops getting fun. Who on the team has the most first stars per game? Like, or not first stars per game, first star of the game. David Perron. David oh, Chen, Braden Perron. Braden Perron. David Perron, Braden Chen. <laughs> uh, David Perron has three. Braden Chen has two. But Let's Ryan, go, but, but, <laughs> but Ryan O'Reilly has four. Therefore, oh, no points awarded. Okay, okay. But hey, Braden Chen was hot for a long time. But you know, but you know that, who's that was good Joey? Guess. You know who's tied for second with three? Bennington? Oscar Sungfist. Wow! Oscar the Grouch, baby! Hell yeah! I don't know who Oscar Sungfist is. I just know of him as the greater one. And and Jake Allen has three first stars. Wow. Does Jake have more than uh, Bennington? Uh, Jordan Bennington has two. Wow. There you go. Look at that, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Jake. Oh boy. Um, all right. Question six. It's two to one, Joey. Uh, question six. Let's see. What would be a fun one? What would be annoying? All right. Here we go. How many takeaways does Ryan O'Reilly have? Oh my God. Uh, I feel like I'm either going to way overshoot or way undershoot. You got five seconds. Four, three, two, 45, one. 60. All right. The correct answer is 37. Joey. Jesus Christ. Go, baby. I'm not even fucking close. <laughs> Three to one. Oh, my God. All right. Question, question seven. Question seven. Let's see. All right. So, you know, you guys, you guys know what the Masters is, right? Yes. All right. So, the winner of the Masters, you know, you get the lowest score, golf scores. You know, it would be – it looks at minus something. 
So if we're looking at plus minus, who is in last place or who is in sorry first place in in the Masters? Who has the worst plus minus on the team? What do you think? What do you think? I'll go. I'll go. Justin Falk. Justin Falk. Oh, God. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tommy. I feel you like got I, this. I feel like I know this. All right. Well, you better know it now because you're out of time. Oh. Um. <laughs> Gunnarsson. I have no idea. All right. So, Justin Falk has minus three. Oh Car- Jesus. Carl Gunnarsson is plus one. Wow. The worst on the team with minus four is Jaden Schwartz. Man, I was oh, blown I away. Did, I did. I I saw that stat the other day, and I, I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna be a forward. I thought it was gonna be a defensive due to the ice time. Ooh, that's a tough one. You should have. That was a very tough right. one. You should have gotten it right. All right, so it's three to one with three questions left. Tommy, you need a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, um, how many? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring him up again. P- friend of the pod, Jordan Cairo. How many giveaways does he have all season? For question for question seven, or question seven. eight, or whatever this is. You think seven? I was gonna go four. You're gonna go four. The correct answer is one. Oh wow! I was not expecting that one, and I'm going to choose to award no points on that one because you continue to disrespect Jordan Cairo. 100% on faceoffs, <laughs> one giveaway. I mean, keep the guy up. Keep the guy up. He's already got the <laughs> game-winning goal in Game Four of the Western Conference Final too. Right, I mean, they, right. what can the so, guy not do? So Tommy, you you could tie. Could if, tie. You could theoretically tie. Which would lead us to the mega tiebreaker, which I, I we could possibly get to. I think we need I think we need a tie, but I don't know how to make that happen. Oh well, I'm just gonna continue to ask questions. <laughs> I'm o- I'm okay with a no point here, so let's get it. Alright, so it's three to one. We got two questions left. Alright, so let me let me take you back to opening night of the regular season. How'd the game end? Just it, what what was the final result? This year. Whoever says it first gets the point. Blues won against the Washington Capitals. Tommy, what do you think happened? <laughs> I think the Blues won against the Washington Capitals. <laughs> the Blues lost against the Washington Capitals. <laughs> lost? Jesus Christ. I do not remember that. I'm sorry. I didn't even. <laughs> Tommy, I really wanted you to get that one. <laughs> hey, I did, hey, I did too, man. That was a long time ago. Let's finish it that strong. Yeah, we'll just get the. Yeah, we'll just go for fun. We got, we got, we got one question left. Worth two points. It's gonna be. It's gonna be worth worth two points. No, no, no. All right. All right. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go like this. We're gonna go. I'm gonna go game by game. Starting with uh, starting with the LA game, you each need to score someone who scored in the game, and and whoever whoever once whoever gets it wrong first gets the point or, or doesn't get the point for the final oh. question. It's got to be a hard so, one. So, what are we doing? All right. So, for example, the most recent game, LA. You guys got to each name one person who scored for the Blues. Okay. All right. Let's go. LA. Who, who scored? Who scored? Ben's done. Tommy. Braden Chen. All right. Correct. Moving to back. San Jose game, 5-2. Alex Petrangelo. Okay. Oh, God. 
Yeah, two goals that game. Two is so bad. All right, you got five. Uh, Financial uh, day. Jeez. Oh, Riley and Brown, right? With a with a with a with a record of one successful game back, Tommy loses on game two. The score, the goal scorers were Alex Petrangelo, Ryan O'Reilly, Jaden Schwartz, and once again, friend of the pod, Jordan Cairo, continue to disrespect them. But I'm not gonna lie, I was drinking throughout that whole game, so. <laughs> hey, I wish too. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a little bender with the boys, so apologies. But I want to be anyways, I want to be so. named the Gauntlet champion for the next week. All right, all right, and with a final score of four to one, the winner of the first initial inaugural Gauntlet is Joey Palazzola. Joey, how does it feel? You know, it feels good. Uh, I'm gonna take this winner circle to uh, thank everybody for coming out. I know you all paid some good tickets for this podcast. Uh, Catch me next week defending my title against Josh. I'm going to go 2 0. Hopefully, chance. I get a little bit more than four points. I'm a little disappointed by that. One of these times, I'm going to go 10 for 10. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming. I'll see you guys next week. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the heel. I'm the heel of this show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network. Unfortunately, I took a fat L in the gauntlet against Joey, um, but I hope you guys enjoyed our mailbag questions. We'll be back on Monday. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Hopefully the Blues win a couple games. We'll be talking about it on our recap. And also, um, next week, since it's the last week of the decade, we're going to be doing some decade stuff. Joey, how do we feel about that? We got some good stuff planned. Uh, the thing I'm most excited for, we're going to have a another little competition. We're going to have a little fantasy draft this time it's gonna be the blues all decade team we've seen that going around twitter but we're gonna do a fantasy draft format so we're not gonna have any of the same players on our rosters we're gonna get 12 forwards six defensemen and a goalie we're gonna make our teams we're gonna make our lines and then we're gonna put it all out on twitter for you guys to vote on yeah and the loser gets removed from the podcast forever Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the loser is is removed. thrown in the pit of death. <laughs> we'll have something. We'll have some kind of. No. Uh, we'll have some kind of losing reward for the loser. Oh yeah, losing reward for the, yeah. I like that. We don't need a winner's reward.